What's up all you motorcycle enthusiasts and welcome to the V-Twin Life here on YouTube. We talk motorcycles powered by those V-Twins, what fuels our passion, why you enjoy it so much. V-Twin Life is brought to you by these two great companies, Crash Ink Clothing and Wild Ass Seats. Hey, you want to add some comfort to your ass when you're out riding, whether you're a 400 mile guy or maybe a guy that's pushing a thousand plus or female rider for that matter, hey, check out wild-ass.com and add some comfort to your ass. Can't forget Crashing Clothing, that Northwest brand out of the Pacific Northwest. Hey, these guys got a lot of great stuff from t-shirts to hats, raincoats, you name it. Hey, they can get you covered. Check out CrashingClothing.com. Now, let's dive into another milepost of the V-Twin life. What's up, everybody? Hey, welcome back to another milepost on the V-Twin life. We're here with milepost 53. We got my good buddy, Bri the Biker. Sitting on this one with Mr. Leo Gomes, the founder of American Cycle Riders out of Arizona. What's up? What's going on, guys? Not too much. Thanks for joining us, Leo. Cheers. Nice. Cheers, buddy. So, what did uh, what sparked you to get on two wheels and and hit the find that passion on the road, Leo? Man, I was just uh, I don't know about five, six years old. And, uh, and one day my father, you know, drove in the garage and he had a, a motorcycle and he says, Hey, hop in front of the motorcycle. I was five, six years old. And, and he drove me around. And, uh, to this date, man, it's been a long time ago, by the way, when I was five, I would never forget that moment. Grabbing, grabbing the tank of the motorcycle with my dad and him, you know, probably going 30 miles an hour, you know, it felt like he's going 115. So, uh, that's how it started for me. But my first bike, actually, I didn't buy until I was 16 years old. It was, uh, it was a 1978 CB360 Honda. Um, and then sky's the limit. And then you were hooked. Man, I think I was hooked when I was in my mom's belly, man. I was just like, <laughs> it's one of those things. I was just like, I just love it so much, man. I just thought that's all I think about. If I'm not playing guitar, I want to ride my bike. Well, then you kind of get that, you know, from following your social media. I swear every day it's like out for right here, going for right there. And it's like, God damn, it must be nice living in Arizona where you, you get that luxury. Yeah. And uh, prior to Arizona, I lived in Florida. So the only difference here, you got dust storms here and, you know, three o'clock rain over there. But aside from that, yeah, riding, if I can afford to ride every day, I will. And it's one of the reasons why I make some so many so many harsh decisions in my life um, this time around because uh, I want to be closer and closer closer to, to, to motorcycles in the motorcycle community. Very well, nice. and then so well, let's talk about that brand you got on your shirt and that on your hat. That now, correct? You did start that, the American Cycle Riders. Yeah, American Cycle Riders was about six and a half years ago, seven years ago. I don't know. I don't remember. It's been so long. It was uh, myself and a buddy of mine, and um, we wanted to go out and get to meet new people and and um, find out, you know, more about the area and writing places and so on. So, funny story that I actually it was an American Psych Writers when I, when it started. It was uh, Hog Writers of North America, and as soon as I hit five hundred followers on Facebook. Uh, I got a, a, a message from a Harley employee saying that we're going to go after you. Take that, that name down because of the word hog 
Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, then I, me and my wife were just, you know, trying to figure out what name is just fitting. I'm like, well, being that I was born in Brazil and I was raised here and, you know, I'm all about, you know, the country, love of country and everything else. It needed to be patriotic. I needed to have the the American flag behind it. And the wife said, well, the skull is very fitting to the motorcycle community. And one thing, you know what? This is it. I'm all about bikes, bikers, and rides, and the skull, there's no race in the skull. We're all one when we're riding a motorcycle. So that's how the logo was created. And then I said, okay, well, American Cycle Riders, you know, ACR, perfect fitting. So I just quickly got the name trademarked and changed it and started, you know, the group. That's awesome. Nice. So, you know, what kind of stuff you guys do down there, you know, within you know, for it, you know, you got monthly meetups, rides, or, you know. Yeah, well, 20, uh, you know, 2020, 2021 has been very, very strange. You know, prior to that, it was, uh, you know, probably an average of two to three rides a month. You know, we do meetups, meet new people, or the regulars come out, and uh, we set up rides sometimes, you know, just a 50-mile round-trip ride, or sometimes it's like we did one last year, you know, 525 miles for one day. Um, so, and, and we've done last year, we just only done one overnight. Um, and this year, of course, now that I'm fully dedicated to motorcycles, um, we're probably thinking about at least two or three overnights and, uh, two to three rides a month nice. around this area here. Yeah. Now, when you did that big one, you were, you're talking, you know, 500 plus miles, how many people were on that with you? Roughly. I mean, I know you don't have the exact number, but I think 10, 12. Uh, are the ones that actually had the courage to come out. <laughs> um, well, I think and, sometimes that many miles, when you get that many people, it does add a whole nother level of difficulty keeping everybody together. Plus, you know, fuel stops and gas stops. It can be a little bit time consuming. Yeah, yeah, no, it was. And, you know, it's something that we planned way far ahead. Um, what I wanted to do is, um, you know, I call it a mini iron butt, right? Instead of a thousand miles, I'm going to do a one day, 500 mile day. Uh, ride and uh, but we were able to you know plan all the, the, the stop areas at the, for breakfast lunch dinner and gas but um, aside from one bike breaking down before we got to the to, to the house it was a great great day sounds fun now, is this, an, is this an organization that they join, or is this just sort of a loosely fitted club that you have? No. Um, good question, because I get that a lot. So one of the things that I wanted to do is for everyone that is now there, they, they don't, they don't, they don't want to associate themselves and you know, pay monthly fees, or you, know, you don't have to wear a patch, or, and it doesn't really matter what motorcycles you ride. And the purpose by, behind American Cycle Riders was to bring anybody that wanted to go out and meet people and go out in a group. It doesn't matter what you write as long as you're writing, right? That type of stuff. Uh, so it is a group. Um, you know, I, I had no, no, never had any plans uh, to make it more than, than that at this point. Create more like a lifestyle with the group, you know, clothing brand, uh, you know, for motorcycle riders. Um, and um, moving on that way versus, you know, the RCMC approach that's fair it's more inclusive for sure mm-hmm. yeah we have uh we have uh there's a, a good friend of mine um and he you know and 
he rides a slingshot. You know, he started on the road glide and had some some issues with his wrist, and you know, and he needed to, you know, uh, felt like it was time to get rid of his road glide and got a slingshot. He's still part of the group. He comes out. He will come out with us. It doesn't really matter if it's a trike or a link slingshot or a Honda or a Harley. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Well, that's kind of, you know, the in a way I've always been, you know, whether, you know, a friend, somebody called, hey, you want to go for a ride? You know, do you mind if, you know, so-and-so comes? I mean, he doesn't have a Harley, but do you care? It's like, man, I don't care what a guy rides. You know, it's like he could be on a track, you know, like you're saying. It, it doesn't matter. I mean, we're all out there enjoying, just want to get out and enjoy those nice days. And whether, you know, sure, we all talk about, you know, the two-wheel life, but, you know, some people, they just, they might enjoy that trike or whatnot. And, hey, that's fine. You want to go ride? Hey, let's go. Absolutely. Um, my wife, when she had this incredible change of hearts, deciding to join a motorcycle world with me, um, she, she, she had a Can-Am for about a year. Because she didn't feel comfortable on two wheels, and very recently, we just sold her Can-Am because she wants two wheels. She's decided this is this is what I want. I don't want to have a trike. And one day, if I have, there's a need, a, a physical need for me to need a trike, then I'll get one. But I, yeah, it really it really doesn't matter what you ride. Exactly. I think that that's the thing that the Harley riders get confused with. Everybody thinks you have to ride a Harley to be a motorcycle rider. It gets old quick. Man, if you check out my TikTok, you see how I feel about that. <laughs> there's, 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 a, there's one thing that there, there's two, you know, and, and, and I get this different opinions. It depends where you're from, region, geographics, culture. Uh, but Harley riders and uh, the 1,000cc sport bikes, those riders, they're they can be very very particular. You know, mine is bigger, mine is faster, mine costs more money. But they get so involved in that BS that it becomes like you know they alienate alienate themselves from from the rest of the community because it's just like a, you know it, it gets old. Yeah, it gets really really old. So I make fun of them. But you know what? You'll also make fun of. I mean, you won't so much as as pick on the leader bikes. I mean, you'll make fun of. You know, take a comical approach to anybody within the motorcycle industry, from sport bikes to scooters. I mean, you know, to guys in Harleys. I mean, you're not, and it's not so much you're you're picking fun at them. It's just it's another way of comedy and humor on TikTok. And you know, it's like I've watched some of them. You'll sit there, you know, pick apart, you know, stereotypes of. Harley riders and you turn around your point and you know, there's your freaking road glide right behind you. I mean, it's, it's all done in humor and dude, it is funny. I mean, that's actually how I found you when you were on the podcast a year ago before I took this next adventure to where we're right here now on YouTube, you know, I found you on TikTok and I'll, I was dying laughing. It was some good freaking entertainment. Yeah, man. And you know, I tell you what, 95% of the viewers, they laugh. There's always that one, and that's just part of life. It doesn't matter if it's hardest or nothing. They're just always going to talk shit. Yeah, you know, they're going to get butt hurt about it. You know, and they're offended because we're talking about their motorcycles. Um, and to me, it's irrelevant because I'm a fan of motorcycles. I mean, it does not need to be a Harley. I, you know, I pretty close tried to join the the, the Indian train last year, but my love for the Harley Davidson brand was such that I kept with the Road Glide. Um, but um, 
doesn't really matter, man. I mean, there are all kinds of bikes out there for all kinds of people. Let's go fucking ride. Yeah, and see, and that's the great thing, you know. I really admire, you know, you had the street glide, you know, the Batwing bike, and just wasn't good enough. Right, you should take lessons. And then he got a, a road glide. What? <laughs> Look, you're all going to be upset when I drop my CVO road glide oh. limited video. So just whatever. Hey, it's as long just... as it's at your house and his title and your name, hey, buddy, I like it. <laughs> it. I, look, a bagger is a bagger. I always thought that I was going to one day own a Road King, okay? I used to tell my buddies all the time, I'm going to get a Road King when, I, when I'm when i 60, right? Well, you know, uh, the, the, the Street Glide was a big step. You know, I did it because my wife wanted to join me on rides. And, but, you know, she hates when I say that. But, you know, she picked the color that she liked and the looks that she liked, you know, and the blacked out look. And, and, and because I was so excited to have my wife with me i just went with it you know and and but once she bought her bike i was like okay um what am i gonna do now because <laughs> that's not really my bike um she hates me for it though she's gonna yell at me for this <laughs> that's awesome well, i mean it's like me yeah, i always i was always a fan of the road king custom i love that big headlight they had on the road on the customs i mean i'd still love to have one of those someday in the garage there's well, just something about them. I should know you know, we all have that particular motorcycle that we know we shouldn't have sold it, right? And I wish I could come bring back my 2008 Dyna Lowrider. That bike gave me the best moments of my life and a great, you know, and, and I did so much to that bike. It was a beautiful motorcycle, red and chrome, chrome everywhere, chrome, chrome world. And so when I when I ride the road glide, you know, and, and I'm making it chrome too, uh, in an old school, it, it reminds me of that bike. And I wish I could have it. I don't have that bike back. Yeah, but you know, if you would have kept it, your group probably would have been known as American Dyna Bros. So you, know. <laughs> you got to get all those tube socks with the shorts and the Dixons, the flannel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was funny. I couldn't resist. I mean, those dinas, tell you what, man, they are jumping in popularity right now. The value of those things is skyrocket. Everybody wants one. Yeah. I just think it, uh, you know. It, are you it, telling like, us like, something, Denver? Nope. <laughs> okay. I just like, you know, the Memphis uh, ferrying and the two-in-one. I, I just think it's just like, okay, well, be more creative. When I had my low, my, my, my low rider, he had the Vincent Hines, you know, one-in-one -one exhaust, you know, and people, oh, you know, you're supposed to get the two and one. I'm like, I'm not getting the two and one. I'm old school. I'm more like Willie G, man. Back in late seventies, you know, I don't want to look like a Dino Bro. And they just really not my style. I mean, I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the baggers for, you know, I enjoy, you know, taking off two days, three days, or touring on a motorcycle. And that was the biggest thing, you know, when I was looking for you know, upgrade motorcycles was I wanted the hard bags. I've ridden in rain, you know, living up here in the Northwest, we do get it occasionally, you know, the weatherman might say there's not going to be no rain, but you're bound to hit it. And the biggest thing for me, is like, you know, if I'm traveling somewhere, sure. If you're on a long trip, you're going to find rain. Eventually you might be soaking wet, but when you can get to, you know, your hotel or whatever, you're staying somewhere, knowing that you have dry clothes and those hard bags is 
a huge deal just you know for me that that was one of the uh options like you know what i want hard bags that was you know the biggest thing it's like i wasn't particular on brand or anything else like this is just one feature that i want in my next bike uh, I feel the same way, man. I was anti Harley until I bought a Harley. I was anti baggers until I got one. And I can't live life without my my road ride. I can't. I mean, I, I'm gonna do can't do a you know 300 mile trip on my CB. I have no ass by the end of the trip. Oh, there's right. a thing called the wild ass. Just saying. here we go. <laughs> there you go. There we go. <laughs> hey, perfect plug, perfect placement, man. That's all I gotta say. Oh, don't dear. worry, Brian. I won't switch hats for you. <laughs> I uh, I was in the same situation. I I used to go in the Harley dealerships and make fun of the people that bought a Harley, and you know, I was always like, I'd go with my buddy. He bought his, and I was like, ah, you know. Then I bought one, and I'm like, all right, I get it. <laughs> I rode one, and I was like, all right, I totally get it. It's just I, I'm still not 100 percent uh, convinced I belong in that crowd, but I'll take it. Hey, but you know what? You enjoy your your ride. You like riding it. You know, you you've taken the time to make it yours. It doesn't matter if a person thinks they fit in or they don't. You know, you you buy what you like. You make that bike how you want it. And guess what? That's your bike. Who cares what other people think? Enjoy what you ride. And obviously, you know, with all the stuff you've done to it, you have the passion for it. So, oh, hundred percent. I just think it's funny because you get you get these people that will argue over anything with bikes, and you're just like, oh, yeah. dude. At the end of the day, it's just a bike. <laughs> it really is. It doesn't define who I am, but it is funny for the people that that, that it does define who they are. Yeah, well, assholes are not very selective. You know what I mean? We have nope. them in the sport bike world. We have them on the Harley world, the Metro Cruiser world. Don't really matter. They're everywhere. Because at the same token, on the same token, I make fun of Metro Cruisers too. The ones, the five percent. I call. I'm calling it one percent. The 5% that I know are always bashing Harley's. Oh, we know bike parts everywhere. I'm going to be a sweeper so I can sweep your parts. You know, all that BS, the nonsense. Um, you know, and, and it's funny because there's a lot of people that I know that started on Japanese cruisers and, you know, and now they're, they have to shut their mouth. Yeah. Hey, you know, uh, I started my, my first street bike. It was a Honda. You know, then it followed up by a couple Suzuki's and, you know, then... You know, I went to Harley, but, you know, I, I've had, I grew up within motorcycles, the motorcycle community. I mean, my stepdad, I can remember when he put together a shovel head that he bought. It was actually the original police bike from Port Angeles, the town that I'm in. And I remember when he got it, I can remember how excited he was. And he brought it home in like 18 boxes. <laughs> God, God. And then like three weeks later, he's riding down the road on it. But, you know, I mean, I, I grew up all around. I mean, I was able, I remember the first time I rode that after we started, I was so scared going down the driveway. It's like, uh, please don't fall over. And I was like 13, 14. Oh, I was, I was freaking terrified. But, you know, I, I'd hill climbed as Harley. We had a Harley Sportster we built for hill climbing. And then I had my CR500 that I hill climbed. I mean, I, I grew up all around motorcycles. It wasn't, you know, I was never particular about one brand. It didn't matter to me. But, you know, I've, you get so used to some of them. Yeah. You, you know, you have that's like, you know, someday I'm going to get a Harley. It's just, you know, and down the road, but you know, I wasn't bound to determine that it had to be. Cause I was honestly always really a fan of the Roadstar Warriors and the Roadstar lineup. I mean, they were impressive. I still do like them. They have a yeah. great sound to them. 
you put a set of pipes on those and they are nice. Oh, I, I, I got a quick funny story for you guys. Before I got my first Harley, I had a, a Shadow 600, small bike, here in Arizona, bought it. <laughs> and I really thought there was something wrong with that bike because every time we went uphill, I would go from 75, 73, 72, full throttle, right? That thing was a hog. Finally, came to the realization when I had a Honda 600 in Florida, there ain't no hills. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, I need something bigger, right? So I just that's when I made the move and I said, okay, well, I know that it's from my from a shadow six hundred to a sporty twelve hundred. So I went from this hog to this huge rocket, you know, of a motorcycle and um which by the way I outgrew it like most folks that buy sportsters do. Uh I went from that to the dyno and the rest is history. But uh now we got the roguelike. What else is there, right? <laughs> Exactly. It's Shark Nation or nothing. Well, I guess not for Bri, but <laughs> one day I'm going to be a big boy and then I'm okay. going to get one. I know. I got faith in you. But, you know, I will admit, though, your your ultra is damn nice. I just like to give you shit because you, you always talk about it. So I'm just trying to help push you over that threshold. That's all. Oh, oh trust me. I didn't. When I saw that announcement and saw that red and black CVO, I was pushed. I just couldn't afford it. <laughs> yeah. Not- I really I was, love the new ST, that Roguelite ST. Yeah. Oh, I like it. Yeah, and and uh, Softail, the uh, Lowrider ST with the big fairing. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, I I wanted to take a look at it, but the the, the price tag is 23 grand. Yeah, I'm not Softail. a fan of the I'm not a fan of the the bags. I just think that they're weak. Mm-hmm. They should have done something different. They're small. Yeah, I mean, it reminds me a lot of the switchback where it's like it's a touring bike, but it's not because the bags are so small, especially when they open up sideways. Yeah, and then they're, you know, just... But the Goldwing does that too. Yeah, it's just not my thing. I I think if you're going to go all in, go all in. That or, you know, I think what they should have done was put Pelican cases on. You see that a lot on the Dynas. I think that's a cool look. A lot of people really love them. I know some guys that are running, you know, Ultras and whatnot, and they're running the Pelicans for the Tour Packs. I had uh, a lot more. Yeah, I had those on my KOR. You could crash the bike. Those suckers didn't even move. They were just like, that's nice. Hold the whole bike up while you get off the ground. They're fantastic. Yeah. The beard's in the house. That's right. Yeah, but I think to your point, that's, yeah, the ST, the ST Roguelite is an extremely sweet bike. Yeah. I really freaking like it. You know, I love when you hit a button on your computer and you shrink the whole screen dramatically. Everything. <laughs> I don't know how I did it, but man, that was some talent right there. We're going to get you a producer. I know. Uh, I just, yeah, in time, maybe, you know. <laughs> hey, but you know what? I, I have fun doing this. And to me, hey. You know, there's always technical errors, but when you can sit here and and talk motorcycles, you have a passion about something, you can get other people and sit here and hang out and talk about it. Hey, what's better than that? Yeah. As long as you learn the the different intricacies of doing this and pausing yourself and allowing, you know, time for your whatever you're communicating back to you guys and forth so there's no plopping over, you know. 
that's one thing I had to overcome doing these things. Yeah, I mean, it, it happens. And sometimes what I think is a, somebody gets on something, make a point like, oh, hey, I got a great note on that. But then it's like they, they keep breaking into something. By the time you want to bring it up, it's like, well, that's 10 minutes past. So forget that one. But right. no, it, it's fun. You can have some great conversations and, and you know, build more friendships within this community that we all really enjoy. Well, I appreciate that this is the second time around we're doing this, you know, and one of the things that I remember you're telling me, I was, was like, you know, Leo, one of the things that I've, I'm gaining from this, you know, every podcast that I make, I'm, I'm gaining a new friend. I'm building relationships and here we are. So I yeah. appreciate you for it. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it, it's, you know, you, you talk on that. It's, you know, thanks to me and Brian, really, that really helped me expand and, and get over here to doing the video and, moving it to YouTube it was always a goal I had, but it's like, I wasn't really quite sure. And through this whole thing with a friendship and with Bry, you know, it, he's been a tremendous help and, you know, a great friend. And, you know, I have him to thank for actually, well, you know, getting me over here. You were too good looking for radio. We had to get you to YouTube. <laughs> there you go. It's the beard. Uh, man. It's the beard. It is. Uh, yeah. You know, and it's like, I, I'm not going to bow down to corporate sponsors or anything. I'm just got oh, dear God. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, oh, oh man. hey that was comical man yeah i was gonna ask is, is, is my hat okay in the light oh yeah there you go yeah hey you know the beers want to know if you're drinking a beer i am i've made poor life choices storm king the beard hey actually yeah dude thanks there 602 north it has been fun you know doing these it's a lot of fun you know we have fun conversations and we all have a good time so actually leo for you know we keep getting sidetracked you're actually starting a new adventure yeah man uh so quit my job 25 year career retired from i call it retired from the corporate world which by the way nothing but love and respect for my employer you know for all the years putting up with me too you know it goes both ways but um, as I was progressing with AmericanCycleRider.com and then with the, with the clothing line and the group, um, the type of job I had was just like time consuming, you know, tra a lot of traveling, a lot of dedication, a lot of, we call it ride-alongs with, with, with people and training and things like that, you know, being all over the country and um, just didn't have the energy to dedicate to, to, to what the passion is, which is motorcycling uh, and I had a, a very good relationship uh, from this company that I became friends with that um, is a great detailer that's mobile detail very good at it became very successful doing it and uh, he actually asked me uh, say you know I want you to be partners with me and I told him well I can't give up my brand this is this is me this is who I am and um, and for the love of motorcycles and the love that I have to being close to them, I actually started my own detail business. Um, but my focus is going to be more towards motorcycles, even though I'm going to be doing both. And eventually down the road, I'm going to, you know, create two divisions and a motorcycle division and a car division. Um, and it's oh, something that's, that that's sweet. That's a really great idea. Yeah. Yeah. And so why not just start, you know, www.acrdetail.com. 
the site is not up yet. It'll be up, up in about a week. Um, but we're going to be in business in about just about a week to 10, 10 days. Um, and of course, with my relationships uh, with the Facebook page, uh, TikTok, um, you know, and this, I have folks waiting already to get their motorcycle detailed, their cars detailed. Oh, that's um, awesome. So, yeah. So, so that puts me in a position to be home, to be home with my family, to be around my motorcycles, to ride all the time, which I wasn't doing, um, and uh, making money along the way, doing what I love to do. So now, are you going to have a storefront? Or are you kind of going to have a mobile setup where you'll go to them? Yes and yes. Uh, so I'm starting off with the mobile service. I'm, I know I, I bought a, this, the equipment, equipment actually, equipment's in my garage. Uh, I'm going to build a equip a truck, um, to be fully, um, to do any type of detail work from, from a, a regular wash to wash and detail, even to ceramic coating, uh, to a motorcycle. So, um, it's going to be mobile until I feel like we're ready to create a storefront. And the other thing about it too, is down the road, my second plan is, uh, and this is something that the wife wants to do. Uh, more than anything is to create an ACR ranch in which is going to be a location which bikers go to as a um, pit stop and uh, and they can uh, be around maybe we, we create a, a, a stage you know I, I, I don't know if you guys know this but I I play a little bit and you know a stage in which we can bring bands together you know maybe I don't know if it's going to be more like a cafe type versus bar scene but we haven't found the location yet to do it um, and we're going to, you know, we're going to look into the ACR ranch. So, uh, I, my goal ultimately is to make ACR like an ultimate brand of motorcycles to be known as a feel good, um, motorcycle relate, you know, and, and the, that lifestyle type brand. So I know we said you're in, in Arizona, but you know, so you like Phoenix or what exactly is going to be your, your home area for this business plan? Uh, if it's not going to be okay, I'm in the East Valley, right? We call it Mesa area, uh, which is Phoenix, um, East Phoenix, and uh, probably around here somewhere. We thought about going up up north and on um, uh, to, to the to the mountains here in in Arizona. We call it the White Mountains, but you know, bikers don't ride in the winter. I don't know if you guys know that. <laughs> we riding in the snow is not a good idea, um, and so it's probably going to be in this area, if not here possibly florida okay so you're considering relocating for it we the wife and i really like warm weather this is cold okay i got long sleeves on i'm okay. dying okay i already called the mayor i want my money back because i moved to arizona <laughs> to feel cold you know what i'm saying so cold, it's what, like I think we said earlier, 69, 70 degrees outside right now? Yes, frigid. 26 here, but you know, we're not taking yeah. measurements really. It, that's that's illegal. That shouldn't happen. I'm sorry. It warmed up. It's 30. <laughs> oh, that's unusual. Yeah, it, it's 43 here right now. <sighs> hey, but, you know, I did see a, a I saw guys out riding today. I wanted to be one of them, but I got home too late and had some other stuff doing, you know, this going on. And I'm a little... The spur of the moment trip last night so but no i'm dying to get out and do some riding it's been god i haven't rode since november it sucks 
oh man yeah that shouldn't that shouldn't be allowed man winters are psychologically damaging here in the north man it's it's terrible oh yeah i mean you start suffering from pms park motorcycle syndrome it's real <laughs> yeah it's no joke we're supposed to be 50 on thursday i already took off i'm like i'm riding i don't care <laughs> it's 50 i'm riding it is it has been way too long i think it's supposed to be nice this coming weekend yeah it's supposed to be up in the 50s this coming weekend here i'm gonna i will be enjoying uh some miles this coming weekend i you know it i guarantee it it's been like almost three months right three months for you that's that's a long time man jesus christ you put it that way god yeah it's like a lifetime yeah the toy run i got i think when was that was early november okay now i'm gonna have to go back and find a picture of this data because i'm curious yeah it's been too long i know that I, I think that, yeah, that's, oh, I mean, it's all relative to what cold is too, right? I mean, people that are in, in North Dakota don't think it's as cold as we complain about it being here. So when you do, you mentioned ceramic coating. So what is the advantage to that? Because I've heard a lot about it, but I've never had it done to any of my vehicles. The, it, it depends on the type of ceramic coating. This is something that I'm learning as we go okay. right now. Um, it depends on the type of ceramic coating, type of material, and how you apply it. Uh, makes a huge difference, right? Because um, uh, detailers always say that, you know, it's not about the ceramic coating or the polishing. It's about the before. Okay. It is the vehicle decontaminated properly in order for you to, to actually get the, um, the the coating to stay there for a long period of time. So it protects against, of course, um, the sun. It protects against dust. It, it, it um, it's, repels water. And it preserves the lifetime and 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 the and the, and the um the, the the surface coating of the vehicle. It, it creates a, a second layer of protection from the actual paint. Okay. So I, I've seen. You know, you you can you can do a ceramic coat job to a vehicle every year, and then, for example, for customers that um, want their motorcycles ceramic coated. Uh, they can detail their bikes, but they don't have to be as uh, aggressive with it if the bike is ceramic coated, because you're going to repel dirt and and rain and water a lot easier with it. Okay. So yeah, I know when very... the wife and I, when we bought our new uh, the new Chevy Trailblazer, it was brand new last June, May or June. The dealership ceramic coated it for us when we bought it. Mm-hmm. And it does help hold up. I mean, that's great protection. Yeah. And it's a very good business, too. It's very tedious to do it. I've done it a couple of times. Uh, it's a very tedious process to get it. You know, for example, you can, you, like a car, you can take you probably up to eight hours. It's a two-day job because you first, for example, for a vehicle, you you, you wash it, you contaminate it the first day. The second day, you do the ceramic coat. You can't do it within same time okay because it, you, you need to make sure that it's dried completely before you do it i had no idea interesting mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i use a ceramic wax on my on my motorcycle i mean it's not as quality as a ceramic coating but it even that does really well i'm impressed with it yeah i used to um 
I bought the Flowgenics. You guys heard of it? Yeah. Flowgenics. Yeah, check it out. Flowgenics was pretty good. I mean, it was pretty good um, wax, and uh, and it really did a good job. And and it, it had ceramic coating on it. Of course, like you said, it is not the same, but it's better than not having it. The other one I really like is Bug Slide, which you get from the uh, Law Abiding Biker store. That stuff is actually pretty impressive. Because there's some cleaners, like I have, you know, one saddlebag on my bike. I mean, I have my toolkit. I'll keep some terry cloths and just, you know, some cleaning materials. Because there are those times, you know, in the summer, like, you know, in my intro video, I took a 400-mile ride to eastern Washington. It looked like I went through a monsoon of bugs. And, you know, if you're going to be gone for a while, it is kind of nice, you know, be able to clean up your bike every now and then, you know, that next morning, get some of those bugs off. And whether you're using, like you're talking, you know, that ceramic coating wax or, you know, like, bug slide for instance it makes it a lot easier to clean that stuff off even by hand the next day so you know your bike doesn't look well like shit mm -hmm. yeah and and it, um, a lot of these products they are they dissolve the insect so you don't have to you know chip it off and then you're losing paint along with it <laughs> so. oh i never thought about that www acrdetail.com yeah the problem is you're not gonna be able to come to my house <laughs> hey nice plug small trip charge will be there small trip charge. <laughs> so how did you get nine thousand dollars to detail your bike it's a long story babe just yeah. don't worry about it bike looks good though <laughs> it does I'm, so uh, you have a do you have a product preference in mind at this point or are you still sort of experimenting i'm experimenting and i'm learning a lot from from my um quote-unquote silent partner Okay. Uh, on because one of the things that I'm learning right now, it, 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 he's not attached to any brand, but he's not attached to the cheapest also. Uh, but it is amazing, um, depending on what kind of surface you're applying the product, the different products and brands that he looks at. So, no, I mean, until, you know, I, I become, you know, somebody sponsors me. I'm going to be open for anything that comes my way. And I'm going to, you know, as long as the results are good. And I think, you know, you, can, you know, being as you're, you know, diving into new, you know, you could have the opportunity where you can experiment where, you know, try different ones where you're going to be able to see firsthand. Okay. You know, Jippo cleaner isn't quite as good as Billy Bob. You know, this stuff is a little bit better. And, you know, I think it's going to also in a way could help you if you experiment with some of these brands you know, they all might have the same ingredients on the main level. You know, they say, hey, we're, you know, ceramic wax this, but you dive into, you know, different different brands and you're going to probably be able to see how each of them stacks up. You know, what's the quality of this one? Well, I've used this a bunch, not a fan. This stuff, you know, this is working a little bit better. And I think you're going to be able to see firsthand, you know, as you go through some of this, which products are better than others. Yeah. And the other thing, too, that, uh, you know, that goes back into salesmanship is, uh, you know, what's good for me means nothing to a customer. Right. So, I mean, I've seen a car being detailed, which I, I detailed it, too, that personally, I thought it looked like shit. I, it was a crappy job, but, you know, we knew what the customer expectation was. You know, this is a vehicle that goes off road all the time. You know, the, the, the mud marks on the, on, on the rug inside didn't, didn't mean anything to them. He wanted to make sure that the wheels were clean and the exterior was clean. Clean in his own eyes. 
to me, not at all, but you know, it doesn't really matter. Uh, you know, as long as the customer is, you know, satisfied with, with, with the results and twofold, you're going to have those customers that are going to say, I'm going to watch every freaking second of everything that you do to my $90,000, 1978 Corvette. Um, you know, and so you need to have a lot of confidence because, um, you know, as long as you take the proper steps and detailing, you can't really, you can't screw it up. It's when you, you miss steps that, uh, you might have problems. Okay. So let me ask you this one. You, you go for a nice ride with your bike. Say you, you hit, you know, most time you're in decent weather when you're cleaning your own bike, like for myself. Okay. I'll go for instance, if I get caught in rain. You know, I got to ride 20, 30 miles in rain or, you know, nasty roads. I take all my saddlebags off. I'll clean behind the saddlebags, clean the fender. But, you know, if it's just a great sunny day and it's dusty, it's like, okay, I, I won't need to so much take the bags off just because, I mean, I wasn't so much riding in harsh conditions. But if for myself, I get caught in rain, it's like I'll go the next level. And I guess you could say the next level into cleaning. But if it's sunny day and so much, you know, I'm just trying to get bug guts and whatnot off. I was like, okay, you know, I, I'm not going to take my saddlebags off and clean them. You know, are you kind of similar in the way when it comes to cleaning your bike? Uh, on, on my bikes. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what I do. I mean, what I, what I deal here with here is, is dust. Right. And of course, during the summertime when it's 159,000 degrees, you know, you have mosquitoes and insects and, and so on, just like you. Um, but taking the covers off and, and then the saddlebags, um, off usually is when you do a three, four, 500 mile, you know, ride that, you know, the bike has been dirty overnight, or, you know, you've done a long ride in the day that, you know, the bike is filthy all, all around. What I usually do is just the next day, next day I, I, I rinse it off and put some coating on them, on it, you know, to make sure that, um, the bike is protected again, and sometimes I buff it the day after. Um, which, by the way, it's not something you're supposed to be doing, but you know, I know he's not going to hurt the bike. <laughs> well, I do that at times, you know. I mean, it, it is nice because you can sometimes see that grime, like, you know, maybe you leave the bags on for, you know, one or two washes, and it's like you kind of see it's a little dirty back in that area, you know, maybe the, the chrome trim coming down the, the rear fender and whatnot, you might have some issues, and I don't know for me it's like all right you know it's time for a little deeper clean yeah i can see that yeah i'm i same here I, you know um this time of the year here i mean you barely have any any bugs out and it doesn't rain so you can get away with just riding your bike for an entire month without any worries about getting dirty that's actually pretty nice that would be nice I don't have yeah, that. but I, I can see the a code of dusting on everybody's bike. So, make sure that you get uh, acrdetail.com to go to your house and take care of it for you. That sounds good. All right. So we, I you think that's a great idea. You mentioned your merchandise. What kind of merchandise do you sell? Uh, from patches to t-shirts, uh, long sleeve, short sleeve, different um, designs. Um, this one is uh, on, on the back on the, on the website. You see it. This is uh, if you can read this, get off my ass with the middle finger. All right, um, I like that one. This is this is for writing, writing, uh, very thick material. Um, T-shirts, um, 
we have what else we have on the page the wife has been working on it um uh, of course sweaters hoodies okay um and what we're focusing on right now is um creating different designs um you know just very similar to what harley does you know buying a harley an acr shirt or buying a harley shirt if it's the same emblem you know what's the the reason for buying it right so I want to create designs in which relates to the brand and the logo, which is bikes, bikers and rides, riding is life. So um, uh, as we're coming up with different shirts and, and hoodies, uh, we are, you know, advertising on my Facebook page at this point. And now that I'm getting into the detail business, I'm going to have uh, a link to my website, detail website to the shop. Uh, to shop at www.americansacramento.com, so you can get your merch there. Okay. The you... the patch the patches that I have are not are not on the page right now because I get it from a different supplier, uh, and those patches are dedicated. Uh, all of the, the the funds of those patches are dedicated to helping uh, an organization that I was affiliated with, which is you know help families of fallen heroes law enforcement. Oh, that's awesome. So I use those funds for that. Yeah. And actually, I do have one of those patches. I remember you you did send me one last year. Had what's the uh, Arizona state map with I can't remember what it said in the middle. Yep. Arizona, yeah, the abbreviation Arizona Falling Hero Memorial Riders. Yep, that's it. Yeah. Which, by the way, um, some of my best friends that I have is from this organization, retired police officers, and uh, they really. Um, you know, God bless ACR, man, because, you know, I, if it wasn't for that page in the group, you know, I wouldn't have met the beautiful people in my life right now. So I'm, I consider myself blessed. That is awesome. Nice. I know there is a motorcycle club down there, a law enforcement one that has started up a chapter down there. The um, Legion of St. Michael's Law Enforcement Motorcycle Club has a chapter down in Arizona now. Very cool. Check them out. So I have to ask, what's what? So I assume you play guitar. I say that sarcastically. <laughs> so do you? Are you in a band, or is that just a hobby? Uh, now it is a hobby. So um, when I lived in New York and during my younger years, I had a band, uh, and I wanted to. You know, I played um, gigs on the weekend, um, but we we at the time uh, I wanted to do original stuff, but. The scene was too crazy at the time. And um, I created a band uh, called The Children of the Grave. And basically, we we played Sabbath cover songs, okay. uh, Pink Floyd, uh, ACDC, uh, you know, merged into Iron Maiden 2 into a little more technical type of uh, rock music. Um, but um, yeah, the band, we broke up a little before I moved to Florida and in Florida, I couldn't find, um, I couldn't find the prop, the right fit, um, to, you know, start a band again. And, um, but just like with motorcycles, you know, you carry this with you forever. Mm -hmm. Um, and when I moved to Arizona, I tried to get myself involved with, uh, with, with a couple of people from, from my previous, uh, employer. Uh, we did a couple of things here and there, but, you know, um, nothing serious. I've done some covers for some musicians, uh, and, you know, 
but as far as I, I want, it's just as far as that and, and just posting videos on TikTok and sometimes on my Facebook page and uh, okay. making, yeah. You do got that some is, good ones, you know, with some good guitar riffs on your, on your TikTok. I will say that. Oh, cool. Thank you. Yeah. Um, it's uh, originally actually when I got on TikTok, you know, it was just right around COVID became this madness. And it was it back in 2020, the purpose of TikTok was for me to post videos about guitars. And then all of a sudden I noticed that, you know, um, uh, you know, if people don't know who you are, it doesn't matter how good you are or fast you are, it doesn't really matter. And now my cookie was, so how do I get people to see my videos? Right? Well, I got to bring my personality into it. So I brought the motorcycle thing. And then I went from 150 followers to what I got now. Nice. So now, now that I have the, 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 the followers posting the video is a lot more fun. Because then the people that know you for the motorcycle can relate to you because now it's the American cycler, you know, playing a guitar solo or a cover of a, of a, of a song or something. So, so I was sneaky, a little sneaky there. It's all about marketing. Mm-hmm. You got to find your niche in there and, and, and hit it and get that algorithm to work in your favor. Yeah, but at the end of the day, it was um, TikTok, Facebook. Um, it's just about getting the name, right? It's getting the name out. And I want ACR to to be known, um, you know, all over the world. And, and the people to see that brand as a motorcycle brand. And um, so as long as I'm creating the personality or evolving with the personality, should I say, because people that know me in real life, they know that this is it. There's, no, there's nothing. This is Leo. I'm, I'm, I can be an asshole. I can be, I'm poking fun of people all the time. My, 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 um, people call me Pia, right? Pain in the ass. Uh, because this, this, this is how I am. I'm just always having fun and, you know, poking fun at people. And I'm, I'm okay when people make fun of me too. That's funny. Well, you know what? I mean, you're sitting there, you know, you know, making jabs is something you enjoy. I mean, it's not out of hatred. It's comedy humor yeah. yeah you know to take a dark situation and make somebody laugh you know that's yeah kind of and, and is it, in uh one i don't know if you've seen it uh there were one that i it was a short video of me thinking about uh selling my rogue light and buying a gold wing oh jesus i think i remember okay. that all right so that was a 10 second video right so i posted that video on a facebook page that's supposed to be, you know, a very raunchy motorcycle type bit. The hate that I got on my messenger about that video, the stupidity. I'm like, you're an idiot. You know, if I, I'm going to go out, chase you and kill you. And like, I'm like, oh, it's a stupid 10 second video about a Harley guy that has a Harley tattoo, uh, you know, poking fun of uh, Goldwing. You know what I mean? Or poking fun of Harleys actually. Uh, which, by the way, I love gold wings, by the way. Uh, one day, maybe, you know, road glide, gold wing, right next to each other. Um, but, yeah. It's I think Big Smitty's not here. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Facebook is kind of like, you know, becoming a, a boring scene for me at this point. I, I Aside from my page and, and, and the group there and my group rights being organized through there, it's just, it's not there for me anymore. I totally agree. There's nothing better than uh, watching the Harley riders explode when you say something they don't agree with. It's just the funniest thing in the world. 
you know, they, they get so freaking upset. It's like, dude, it's just a bike. It's not, it's, it's become a religion at some point. It's a little weird. Yeah. Um, I recently have a, a friend that bought a, went from a Yamaha cruiser to a Harley very recently. And, uh, and he, he says it's a cult. It's yeah. like joining a cult. I say the dark side, right? I'm like, come on. You know, if you keep saying those things, it's you're going to start believing it, you know, and, 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 and sometimes people forget that there's pretty decent, good motorcycle brands and makers out there. They're making some pretty wicked motorcycles right now. And, 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 and I'm glad that Harley is making a move to make some changes. I don't agree with some of their changes, but yeah, I'm one in what in a billion. Uh, but I, at least they're putting forth the effort to, to, to make it more alongside with today's technology. Sure. I mean, they're going to have to yeah. do something anyway, right? At some point, you're just going to have to move on. There's really not a whole lot you can do. Yeah. Well, but, and you got to try to, you know, better your own markets, you know, help your own sales and, and do different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, um, for example, when, uh, when the wife gave up her Sportster because it didn't fit her, I kept the Sportster. Uh, it was an, a small 883, and I was going to make it, uh, that bike into a little roadster. Doing some reviews and looking into it, it was just not worth it to, for me to keep that motorcycle instead of getting a sport bike. Because the purpose in which I wanted to do with that bike, I could just save the money and get a sport bike and have a lot more, you know, everything else out of mm -hmm. it than a sporty. Um, and so that's what I've done, which, uh, you know, to me, like an 883 is literally a motorcycle that, yeah, it's a good starter bike uh, for some. But the technology, the suspension is just it's a dinosaur. Well, and, you know, it is, there hasn't been much changes in that bike in 70 years. I mean, when they start selling in the 50s, you know, I, I think it has been made as that great starter bike into that brand. You know, you're buying a Harley Davidson, but I think, like you're saying, that's a great entry level for a lot of people. I think that's kind of how it's treated. Yeah. But also, too, you know, you remember that the motorcycle builders, right, the old school motorcycle builders, if you don't ride a sports or you're not a biker, so you can't ever win then. <laughs> Just buy a road glide, it'll all work out. That's right. Just, You'll figure Just it out. Go Shark Nation. Yep. Shark Nation or nothing, that's where I'm going with. There you, there go. you go. Maybe, uh. You know, I got to say, you guys started off drinking beers, and now you're both drinking water. I just didn't want to go to my fridge and pick <sighs> up a beer. Yeah. <laughs> you're so judgmental, Denver. No, I'm, I'm just literally trying to be a pusher. I, I'm having the mixie. My beers are both empty, so. Now, what is that, a Cosmo? What, what are you drinking? Uh, Captain Morgan's and ginger ale, actually. Oh, okay. I thought maybe it was a Cosmo or like a nah. Hawaiian or something. No, I'm not into that fruity stuff. Okay. Hey, sure. the Captain Morgan ginger ale, dude, it tastes like cream soda. It's fucking dangerously delicious. Yes. I'm going to try it. That's oh, a, it's freaking good. That's a that's a good yeah. mix. Okay. So do you have any plans on uh, do you have any plans on doing any mods to your bike? 
to your roguelike? I don't know. So because I've I've made so many changes in the last two years with motorcycles, um, and nobody believes me, you know, that I'm going to keep this bike, which is fine. Um, I just got away with the slip on at this point, which, you know, enhanced the sound because, you know, I had my buddies telling me that I don't have a roguelite. I had baby shark um because it didn't have any good sound to it wow so i even made a video about that fucking awesome i have a video about that too so what did you put and, on uh, well of course i got the shark road brand shark. or road shark either one of the other yeah, yeah i don't know okay i put that brand in uh because it's the, it's a shark and um got that in uh on i put a new um filter kit in it um that's basically it changed a couple of things on it but at this point i'm just gonna write it the way it is well the first thing that people do right is uh, change the bars right well i'm five seven guys you know that i can't do the 16 inch apes on the road glide and so i'm gonna keep the bars the way they are and uh, i'm just gonna write it um and i have a commitment to some that i know i'm gonna put ten thousand miles this year on that bike nice uh yeah, and um, just ride it. I'm gonna ride the shit out of it. Well, God, if you live in Arizona, it shouldn't be hard. You can ride every day. Right. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Then that's that's the thing is, you know, <laughs> it, and especially with the wife riding now, so and there's always a reason to go out. Always. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Like today, you got it made now. Want, yeah, she got it. She wanted to go out for a ride. I'm like, really? Oh no. Okay, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Twist my arm. Damn it. Yeah. Exactly. That's funny. Now, how was that transition for you? Well, she you said earlier off show she didn't ride much with you before. No, she didn't ride at all. Okay. She grew up on motorcycles. You know, she's from uh, um, up in Michigan. Her, her father, um, he, he, he has a uh, – always at Harley's. So she grew up on a motorcycle. But um, from the beginning, we've been together 15 years, and – she said, you know, you can go ride your motorcycle, but don't ever ask me to go with you and to be around it. And, and if anything bad happens out there, don't tell me. Um, unless it's, you know, you know it's, part, you know, you, it's an injury. An injury. Um, and, and I said, was it last year? Yeah, it was beginning of last year. She one day was just watching TV and she's having her wine. I'm having my, my whatever, my beer. She says, you know, I think you should get a bigger bike. I was like, why? She's like, because I need to go out with you. I says, okay, well, but, well wait a minute. Who are you? What did you do to my wife? What is my wife, right? And, and then she said, well, you know, I, I am for years and years and years, I see all of the beautiful places you've been, the relationships that you've made, and what you're doing with the ACR. I want to be part of it. And... Then, of course, that, that same weekend, we went to the Harley store and got the street glide. Of course, you know, we, we got the tour pack and the big rider seat and everything else. And uh, she rode with me, guys, four times. Four times. And she's like, yeah, I think I want my own. So we, she went to the riding academy at Harley, you know, um, and just, uh, you know, bought it. We bought her uh, a Sportster, which, you know. She did not get, get she didn't get along with the sportster. Um, it was a mistake on our end. And then we bought a Can Am and then um, lately we 
we got her a two-wheel Kawasaki Vulcan that I traded actually for the Honda Rebel 1100 DCT, which she's absolutely in love with the bike. Nice. Yeah. It's crazy hearing Honda Rebel and an 1100 because forever, I mean, the Rebel was just, you know, the single 250. And it's so very different. The thing that's that I was reading tons of reviews on the bike before buying the bike because, you know, GCT, automatic, semi-automatic, I, you know, clutch and, and go, right? I didn't know anything about it. So this bike is actually faster than the VTX 1800, which really? is one of the fastest Hondas ever made. Yeah. VTX 1800 was, you know, it's the shit for Honda, right? For cruisers. Uh, yeah, it's the fastest motorcycle right? in, in, in production right now. Cruiser motorcycle in a lineup. Really? <laughs> yeah, but it actually has a very, very friendly throttle because, you know, you can adjust to a standard um, riding style, sport riding style, which is a demon, uh, and, and a user adaptable that you can adapt to the, the, the shifting to your liking to. Pretty insane. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. So it almost makes me want to just go to a dealership and just test ride one for fun and check it out. I'm curious. Yeah. So the DCT came from the Africa Twin, right? The adventure bike from Honor, the 1100. And also the Gold Wings come, they can also come equipped with it. Yeah. So I, I think the Gold Wings did. It, yeah. So if a Gold Wing has a DCT and people love them, you know, can't go wrong with this bike. And, uh, and, and you're right. I mean, you talk about a Honda Rebel. You know, this is a muscle bike, you know, which you, when you look at it. And, and um, it sounds awesome, too. I mean, even with the stock pipes. But, uh, yeah, she, she loved that thing. I mean, it certainly changed the way it looked, too. I think it looks really a lot more aggressive than it did before. Yeah. Yeah, it did. When I bought it, um, I remember they had, there's no joke, when I bought it, and we there were five rebels on uh, in the showroom. When I left, they, there's only one that day, and it's wow. like every time we get a shipment on, on, on them, they go, and that's one of the best selling bikes at the dealership. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Hey, maybe Honda's onto something with that one then. I think that DCT is interesting. I think it's 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 a good option. Yeah, I, I've never ridden a bike with one. I have, you know, no experience or anything to, you know, talk about it with. But, I mean, I, I've heard stories. But, yeah, I've never had that firsthand knowledge or experience on one. Yeah. Well, the connection that you have with your motorcycle kind of goes away a little bit because the motorcycle is doing some of the work for you. The closest thing you can get from it is switching to manual and doing the paddle shifter so you can do what you want with it. It gives you that option. But even – if you forget to pedal to upshift or downshift after 20 seconds the, the, the computer say okay they forgot about the pedal shifter let me take over again so you know it's for somebody that really wants to go for a good ride and not worry about you know downshifting upshifting you know and that that the soulful part i think is it's gone from it but if you're not into the soulful part of a motorcycle it doesn't really matter that, that's a good point you know, if you just want, you know, something easier, you just want to forget about everything in a way, I guess you could say, and just ride. Exactly. Because that's what you do. And many times you catch yourself grabbing that. Like, oh, my God, there's nothing here. What am I doing? You know what I mean? That would be Not freaking weird. 
Yeah, it that is. Well, you, would be hard to get over. Say, ah, uh, shit. Well, you never rode a scooter, Denver? No. Nope. Seriously, no. no. Seriously, I, never. I had a, I had that 650 scooter, and it was strange. It was the, it was the strangest experience because you can't. You really have to think about it. It's hard because when you read a motorcycle book, it doesn't translate. You know, you everything you got to think foot brake. There's no clutch, so you have to ride differently. But I think for the aging population, that that's something that Harley could add and bring benefit, especially yeah. for a trike. I think for a trike, it would be awesome. You could just that's get on that point. thing and haul Pauls. You know, yeah, the only automatic motorcycle Harley has is the Livewire, right? Yes, and I'll tell you what, I went to, I've done that demo twice with Livewire. I did the same event two different days, and it was interesting that all these bagger bros are there. I say that because, you yeah. know, I'm being sarcastic, but and people with ultras, and the same thing, we, we had lunch afterwards, and everybody was saying the same thing. You're like, you know, this was like being a kid again. It was like riding a pedal bike. You didn't have to worry about anything. You just, you grabbed a handful of throttle, and you went. And if you had the aggressive regen on it, you really didn't even have to brake. You just had to let go of the throttle slowly. It was a lot of fun. I mean, I could. It's definitely going to take some getting used to, but I think it would open up a different market for them. I, I think it, it's a great hop around town bike. I mean, if we're talking a live wire, but I don't think it's it's not there for distance, in my opinion. You know, you you want to go rip around town, hop some places, you know, grab a few things, not going far. Awesome, but that's the downfall. Well, I was thinking of more of it from a DCT transition. From a, from yeah. a, having that transmission, I think it opens it up to more riders, and the more riders you can bring into the sport, I think that's a good thing. Yeah, I agree. Especially if, you know, can you imagine a trike with that? You could just be like having a Cadillac. You could just sit back there with cruise control on and just roll. I think it would be genius on a trike. I wonder if it can be done. I wonder if people have done that. I mean, I would argue it'd be genius on even my bike, right? Because nine times out of 10, I'm on the highway on that. But wow, I shouldn't say nine times out of 10, but a large majority of people that buy ultras that are you're touring, let's say over 50% of my time, you're rolling. You're not in stop and start traffic. So why yeah. not? Harley won't listen to me. It doesn't matter. Never know. Yeah. Well, America. <laughs> The Fan America was just like a game changer, in my opinion. Uh, you know, just the price tag is a little too steep, I think. It's it's a, well, I think they went after that BMW market because they're, I don't know if you saw in the uh, in the marketing announcement or the, the, they did, they introduced an electronic quick shift to it. So they're really trying to go after that 1250 yeah. BMW market. And that's another thing. I'm like, man, if I have a quick shifter on my bike, I mean, that's great. It just makes it more of an enjoyable, relaxed ride. Yeah. 24 grand for it? I don't think so. Ah, it's only money. <laughs> Can't take it with you. As long as but, I get the but, ceramic coating when you put it on, it'll, it'll hold its value. Well, well, get the Honda Africa for $14,000, and the ceramic coating is going to be a lot more you know, within range. Yeah, I guess, but... I got a few buddies with those. They freaking love them. Mm-hmm. You still talk to him? Occasionally. Okay. Nah, they're all they're all good bikes. I just uh, I don't know. I think it was great to see Harley think outside the box for once. Yeah. I think it was smarter. You know, I mean, they're trying to break into a market that has been dominated and tested and true by BMW, and then you know Honda came into it a few years back with the Africa Twin, 
and now you know they're saying hey look you know we're we want a piece of this pie and you know you do got some work to do to get around it but you know when you're trying to break into something that has been tried and true and dominated i mean you gotta admit bmw has dominated that market forever mm-hmm. and now you know you gotta prove yourself I think it was a big risk for them, but I think it's going to pay off. I think it will. And it looks just like a road glide, so it's just more the road glide nation. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, Brad. It's a mini road glide. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's a dirt glide. Dirt so, glide, Leo, man, where can everybody you know find you and check out your social media at? Well... Facebook, uh, just look up American Cycle Riders, um, and my group is there. Uh, and Instagram, um, I'm not quite ready yet because I'm going to launch the detail uh, portion of the business there. For the uh, moto detail business, just check out www.hcrdetail.com. That should be up in about a week to 10 days. And, of course, for merch, AmericanCycleWriter.com. You awesome. can get your merch there. And don't forget American Soccer Riders on TikTok. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And Facebook <laughs> and, yeah, Instagram. Yeah. Hey, guys, thanks, everybody, for tuning in to another mile post of the Between Life. This is Mark's 53-mile post deep, man. This has been a lot of fun. We ain't going to stop. we got a lot more coming. So, hey, guys, have fun, ride safe, enjoy that open road. On the ground. See you.